show special guest Ryan Akers, author of Getting Things Done. We're going to get things done today with Ryan today on the Boss Man Show. He's out of Houston, Texas, and he's going to help us with some money tips today for during the pandemic and the holiday season and help you in 2021. My brother Ryan, how are you doing, my man? What's going on, Boss Man? How you doing? I'm good, brother. Man, look here, bro. Think about your city. I think about, I think about food, barbecue, turkey legs, <laughs> man. James uh, Harden acting the fool at the strip club. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we kind of know for that. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. He was just, he was a little baby last week. Yeah, exactly. Instead of being at practice. Yeah, with no mask on. Yeah, well, I don't think he cares. You know how that goes. He already got COVID once. He already got COVID once. He don't want to get twice, but he thinks he's good. He's still kind of young, you know. He he ain't really figured it out just yet. He's still going through life. Most definitely. <laughs> well, bro, um, let's talk about your book, man. Uh, what inspired you to write the book, Getting Things Done, my brother? Uh, I want to help people, um, inspire them to get things done with their money, financially, entrepreneurially. So, what what kind of gave you that inspiration to do this? Do this, man, for our people. Uh. Getting Things Done was truly inspired for self first, right? And as I was writing a book, I wrote it from a position of lack, I would say. And when I say lack, I don't necessarily mean financial lack. I just mean like a period of my time where it was like motivation. Um, I felt like I, I needed to turn it up a little bit and I was dry in that area, if that makes sense, right? Yes. While I was writing it, I realized that uh, other people can use the same information and knowledge because I'm surely not the only person that goes through that. You know, I'm normally a high energy person, um, very optimistic person. I push other people to go. And at that particular point in time, I needed to push myself. <laughs> so sometimes you got to get out of your own way uh, in order to make a way. Yes. And so I wanted to inspire other people um, who were maybe lacking in pushing themselves to become entrepreneurs or pushing themselves just to become the best person or version of them. You know, so hopefully this will this book uh, getting things done will be an inspiration to those people. That's a short read, but but a powerful read. Um, yes. Tips uh, on how to get things done, literally, kind of like Nike. You know, just do it. Yes. You gotta just go get things done. Most no definitely. Most definitely. Now, to our listeners and our followers here, how yeah. he got your start. You just do in the tax world, cause man, taxes <laughs> okay. are something that I have no no, no knowledge about. I get my yeah. W two ten ninety nine and my everything else. I give somebody else. I don't know where to start. <laughs> like uh, I don't know what this stuff mean. Uh, just make sure I don't owe them jokers no money at the end of the year. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, hey, a lot of people are like you, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so you go from the tax world. It's having your own franchise. So talk about that, man, yeah. how you set some those seeds to say, hey, I can do this myself on, on my own, for my own people, on my own thing. So where'd you get, where, where'd you kind of get into that world? Then where, how'd you decide to say, I'm going to take this to another step, do it, do it on my own now? Okay, good question. Uh, so basically, uh, I've been an entrepreneur for, this is 2000 now, 2020, excuse me. So about 12 years. So 2008, I got an opportunity um, from a young man that was out here to jump into his tax business, right? To go in his tax world. Now, initially it was not something that I was aspiring to do in that capacity at all. Uh, my family has been in the tax business for like 40 years in California, right? but that still wasn't something that I wanted to do. So this gentleman uh, invited me to a class, 
taught this class. It was about 10 people. And at the end of the two weeks, I was the only person remaining. I guess I just kind of figured, all right, let's try it out. At the time, I was working in the oil field. That that business uh, here in Texas is uh, lucrative. So, but but you was working, right? It ain't like, you know, you sitting at a desk. I was like man humping. Out there, all right. Um, so I, I was toggling back and forth with the notion of staying in the oil field because you make good money. You got to bust your butt, but you make good money. And I was um, making. Basically, I was getting a percentage of everything that everybody was doing for that particular year. And I remember one week, uh, he gave me cash. And the cash that I had for that week was, like, ridiculous. So I was like, I'm not going back to work. Like, like why? I, I just, it just clicked to me, like, there's no reason why I can't do this and make the same amount of money that I'm making over here. If I can, that's, That was my notion. If I can make this amount of money um, that I make a year here, in a couple of months, I'm not going back to work. So that's kind of what happened. I jumped into that, and uh, I've been rocking and rolling ever since. Since then, 2014, I transitioned and jumped into my own tax business, right? And that, and I did that one for uh, for us, for my people. I got a, I got a partnership with my cousin out there in California. We kind of just built the business, started franchising. Now we had about 10 locations here in Texas. And um, my whole thing was just trying to, again, inspire other people to get off their butt and do it. But look at me first as the example. And from that, it kind of spawned into the, the rest of the things that I'm into now, the financial services, the trucking business, the uh, insurance business, you know, everything kind of real estate, because I was getting a lot of questions just for people like you who come to the tax people and like, hey, do you know anybody that can do this? Well, I got tired of referring that business to other people. And I said, let me let me go ahead and get my licenses in all these different areas so that I can keep all that money. My Most definitely. Here we are today. Most <laughs> definitely, because, you know, like you said, man, a lot of those businesses you offer, man, are essential. And I mean essential. You need, you need your taxes done. You need, you need financial services because, like I said in the beginning, a lot of us don't know about money. Thank God that my parents taught me about money. I know about well, blessing grow stock mutual funds and single stocks and I know I know about this stuff. I know about compound interest. Okay. We're gonna get in there yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. So I, I understand that I'd rather buy a pair of Nikes stock than buy a pair of Nikes. <laughs> you know, so now you're preaching. So, you know, I understand that hey, I wanna build something for my financial fiscal social security ain't gonna be there when, when I get retirement age. Me you know? either. <laughs> so Me either. so I have to build your nest egg now while you're yeah. young. You can't yeah. chase the bling and glitz and glam and be whole dunk and trying to struggle being a grid at Walmart in your seventies. Well, listen, this is what they this is kind of what they preach to us though, right? Unfortunately for our society, what's pushed is an agenda to make us mentally retarded. Where we think that the only thing that's out there is being a rapper, being an athlete, and uh or being a drug dealer, right? Now, unfortunately, I fell victim to all of those things that we just talked about right there, right? Played ball growing up. Unfortunately, I had a past, right? Mm -hmm. And and then you, you get caught up into that system where it's like, is this really it? Is, is this really all I can do? No, it's definitely not, right? And, and challenge myself to make a better term 
actually it was because of my child. Once I once I had my daughter, everything kind of turned for me, and I realized like you know what, I was being selfish by doing some of the things that I was doing, and it's time for me to to kind of grow up and be a man. And uh, that was 17 years ago, right? Most definitely. And I'm gracious to God for allowing that to happen because uh, you know who knows where I would be at right now if I would even still be here. Um, but it's a blessing to be able to have a motivational factor to help you go forward and uh, propel me into what I'm doing now, which is, you know, trying to inspire and uplift other people and empower other people to get off your keister, basically. Yes. And see, <laughs> that's the great point you make, Ryan, is this because a lot of times people, you know, they don't, they don't have that push. They just go with the status quo and go with the flow is getting in that cycle of the same thing every day, the same thing every year, and not look ahead. You have to have a goal, be focused yeah. on something. What is it you want to accomplish? And, you know, yeah. and get things done, your book helps with that. And also money-wise, right? If you want yes, to sir. have a nice house, a nice car, you might need to not try to do it right now and go in debt because debt's not your right. friend. Right. Debt, is your enemy now yes you need to have good credit but debt is your enemy talk a little bit about that brother am i, am I wrong <laughs> about that or tell me no, no, you know there's there's different perspectives you know there are some people that say there's a such thing as good debt right and there's such thing as bad debt um depending on where you are financially i think that has a lot to do with whether it's good debt or bad debt right um one of those things that were, which you just hit was credit Credit is power. Again, in our community, uh, and I think it's getting better now, but in our community, credit was not something that was really taught about. I, I never even heard about credit when I was growing up. And my parents were both hardworking uh, individuals. Now, um, as a grown-up, I realized what credit was once I went to the military and, and I was blowing it, <laughs> completely messing it up. But uh, having credit is power. Being able to go into a bank with a 700 plus credit score and kind of sit down and talk to them and be like, hey, I need a loan or I need this vehicle loan or I need a line of credit or I need a credit card. And them saying, okay, Ryan, here you go, da, 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 da. Versus me going to the bank previously and sitting down with a 560 credit score, like, yeah, I'm still good, right? Can I get this loan? They like, you know, depart from me, man. Like, <laughs> you don't even know what you're doing yet. So, um, Establishing credit is a great thing, and you need it if you're going to be in business. You need it if you're not in business. Um, debt. Again, we got that, that good debt, bad debt thing. Debt is one of those things where if you just aimlessly uh, added credit to yourself or added debt to yourself, try to get yourself in a bunch of loans just because it's available with no ability to pay it back, got a credit card because you was in college and they offered it to you with no ability me. to pay it back. That was yeah, me. well, it's a setup anyway, right? When you go to college or they used to do it, I don't, I don't think right now. A free t-shirts and pizza, man. There you go. And they know <laughs> you need it. You're in college. They're like, food and, and clothes, they're going to come over here and get the credit card and blow it. I had no 12, way. bro, one day. I signed up for 12 cards in one day. 2006, <laughs> bro. 12. You were, you were the perfect candidate for them. You understand? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the perfect candidate, brother. So, that again... But there's no knowledge of that. If, and I guarantee you, if there was a class first before you checked in or when you when you enrolled in college, if there was actually a finance class that you had to go through, you wouldn't have took the credit card because you would have already had knowledge of, right? That's what they try to do now for these athletes. They get these young guys, uh, pay them millions of dollars, and now, now they started giving them like a finance class 
And you know what I mean? They start teaching them the importance of getting a business, getting a nonprofit, blah, 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 blah. But again, you had to be a professional athlete to get that knowledge. And that's recently. But what about the regular individual? We go to school. How many times do they teach that in, in finance class or economics? I didn't learn about credit and economics. I sure did not. Me neither. Okay. So, um, you know, these are, are not taught, but I believe they're not taught for a reason, right? Uh, you know, it, it, it behooves us to have a people full of thinkers and are wise uh, at making smart decisions versus the people that continuously uh, bless the credit card companies pockets every year because they're taking high interest credit cards and the rates are changing and all this other type of stuff. So, you know, there's a, there's a statistic, a true statistic that says they're making like almost a trillion dollars a year just off of interest. Yes. A yes. trillion dollars a yes. year off of interest. Yes. Right. So we, we must, we must get smarter um, with your finances and uh, also land. Let's, let's work on our credit. Let's not let another year go by without us doing that. I'll give you an example. Capital One, I'm calling them out. I have a Capital One credit card. It's yeah, great. 12.99%, right? Mm -hmm. I've sent me an offer via the email for a saver card. 24.99% for 12 months on interest. I said, why in the bloody hell would I get a credit card that's double what it meant to on my other card? <laughs> Yeah, and my score is in seven hundred, so it's in the seven hundreds. Like what? Thirty minutes here, you think I think I'm coming from? <laughs> because most people will just look at the twelve months no interest and not pay attention to the actual fact that they're about to pay more more in that that credit department, right? Yes, that's just a true statistic. The thing, the other thing that will happen, you have uh, credit card companies send out a, a thing every year, so you can start off with a five or six or seven percent interest rate. The following year, they're going to change the interest rate, right? Mm -hmm. And most people don't read, I dare say, 98% of the people that get credit cards, don't. you don't read that year-end statement that comes where it lists, uh, hey, if you use this credit card now, our rates are going to change, and you agree to it by using this credit card as of tomorrow. Yes. Who knows that, right? I didn't even know that until I got into the credit business, that that's really how they do it. And there, and there are tons of companies out there that... Um, lay heavy on that. Uh, Amex, yes. one as you stated, you know what I mean. There's, there's a ton of companies that that are major, that are really really good. Is the interest rate? So, for us as consumer, we got to be much smarter and be more aware. But yeah, it's definitely out there. There's gimmicks. I mean, I, they wouldn't be in business if they weren't smart. So I'm gonna exactly. give them credit for that. It takes people like you and me who don't understand it and read the fine print. Yeah, you got to. To know what's good. And also, there's other trick that I tell you about credit cards. Just people, and Ryan, you can verify this, is the yes, average daily balance. They're oh, yeah. not going to, even though you pay it to a certain amount, they're going to hit your interest off of the average, the average daily, daily, daily balance, balance not yes, the average sir. balance you pay it down to. Right. Right. Are you telling the truth? And squeeze you that way. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what he's saying, ladies and gentlemen, is if your balance is 15000 and your limit is 15000 just because you pay it down doesn't mean you're going to pay a uh, smaller interest. You're going to pay interest on that 15000 versus you paying an interest on $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. So. Got that right. And and now, bro, let me ask you, let's go about this. For people during the pandemic, what are yeah. some tips you have for the people to save money, conserve money, and 
make their money work for them more and stretch out what they have. Because if less is coming in, you have to conserve somewhere and budget somewhere. So what's right. going to help people conserve more money inside when less is coming in? Well, I'm going to tell you, the, it's, it's kind of cliche and it sounds very simple, but the number one thing people need to do right now is budget. All right? And when I say budget, I mean really looking at yourself and asking yourself what's the need and necessities versus the things that you want that is just a waste. You made a good example earlier about Nikes, right? So we'll, we'll stay there. Uh, we'll use Jordans, though. Um, that's not a necessity. That's a shoe, but it's not a necessity. If you can feel like you can afford to spend the $300 on a pair of Jordans during the pandemic, knowing that you don't have any other income coming in, and that $300 could go towards a light bill or two bills, even for your house, but you decide to go with the Jordans, your priorities are in the wrong place, right? Um, so we got to learn to prioritize what's, what's most important versus play. The other thing, um, alluding to your question, is how can you make money work for you? Well, again, uh, the stock tip that you just said, there, there are tons of different um, money loopholes, I would say, that you can invest your money into that will continuously make you money. You can That could be buy stocks or bonds, um, and those are normally set amounts. Stocks are, I mean, you know, depending on how you invest, you can invest hardcore, or you can invest moderate, or you can invest you know, low. So your rate of return is going to be based on that as well. The other thing that I tell people to do, us black people got to do, where you can also cash accumulate life insurance, right? Life insurance. I'm tired of seeing all these uh, people dying and we got GoFundMes on everybody's account. Or, uh, you know, the old school church would have a fish dinner or, you know, like, come on, we're in 2020. Um, if you don't know about life insurance, you need to ask somebody. You can, you can get a whole life policy or you can get an IUL where you can invest a little bit of money and overfund it where you can be accumulating cash, which is accumulating interest on a monthly basis or a daily basis based on still how you like to invest. And if you need to use some of that money, you can pull it back tax-free, right? Also, uh, if something was to happen to you, your beneficiary, your children or your wife or your spouse or whomever would get that money tax-free, plus whatever cash is accumulated on top of that, right? And these are all smart money tools that you can utilize for a little bit of nothing. So let's 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 be a little bit wise when we're doing this and start thinking long term because the notion is that we have to do everything today because tomorrow's not promised and and when we we live like that we leave nothing for the people that we really love right there's no game plan and that sucks because we're not able to pass down wealth to the next generation which is why we're behind the wealth gap like 57 to one type it's ridiculous right so we need a lot of work in that area. Exactly. You have, to have, have, have a plan. And also, uh, you said budgeting. Like, a lot of people like to go out to eat and buy food and, you know, yeah. maybe cook, cook, cook at home, maybe, you know. Like I said, need versus won't, you know, because I'm yeah. like, like, it's kind of basic, but it's just put changing that mindset to that principle where I, I just, I, I, okay, I, I need to worry about me, not flexing for the gram or the book or the, or the tweet, <laughs> tweets, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, I, I know people who are in the in the medical field make six yeah. weeks a year can barely pay their rent every month because yeah. they want to yeah. flex. I'm like, yeah. 
come on. It's it's imperative. Like I said, this 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 uh, new model that they're pushing on us, the agenda seems to be, you know, uh, go buy a bunch of things that are worthless and spend all your money. You know, for, for black people, I think we need to also understand that the biggest thing is we're the number one consumers in the world. Okay, not in the United States, not in the UK, in the world. All right, black Americans are the number one consumers in the world. But saying that, though, we spend, you know, almost like $800 billion. In saying that, we own like 3%, 3% of the world we own. That's horrible for us to spend, you know, almost two countries worth, two countries worth of money, right? Not cities, not states, countries, right? So we have the power to change our situations it's, it's literally mindset right and i'm glad you said that the first chapter of getting things done i'll talk about 10 mindsets that are normally uh thrown out there you know but it's but it's skewed it's messed up and we need to change and flip those mindsets so you know mindset is very powerful because your battle is here if you can change your mind you can do anything else yes you gotta also say no when you want to say yes because me I'm called cheap because I just not to buy things <laughs> I don't need. Like, look, I will go to J.C. Penney's, Coles, Woof the Woo, and buy what I need, and I'll be done with it. I don't right. wear the hip hop brands. I don't wear. I'm not flashy. I got called an old man by a female because I wear Kango hats and slacks and a, and a button down. You, you, what you mean she didn't? She didn't like that beanie man. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm an, old man. I'm an old man. You need you need to step up your swag. And this woman's in her forties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ma'am, swag. I'm thinking about my bank account and my four hundred one k and my stock options, baby. Yeah, I ain't worried right. about swag and flexing for the people in the ATM. Well, I hope for that lady's sake that she takes some tips because you know she's in her forties now. She's about to hit. 50. I hope she got her game plan together. She ain't just out here trying to buy Gucci and Louis uh, bags that are going to be worthless. Fashion Nova. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, listen, I, I told you already, our, our our mindsets are jacked up. Yes. And, and it's, it, it really is so that we we don't get it almost. And it's so much the norm um, to the point where I, I don't even watch regular TV, brother. Right? Because Same I feel here. like they just, they just push the BS on us. I'm not a fan of uh, any of the housewives of any city because I think it's a bunch of crap. Yes. Um, and, it, and what it is, is, to me, personally, it's I feel like they're poisoning the younger generation of women to make them believe that certain things are normal when truly they're not, right? A lot of these housewives that are on TV are, you know, had well-to-do husbands, Right, at least at some point. Now, a lot of them may not even be married anymore. They're not even housewives. They're a lot of that. They, they're that divorced wives. What they right, are. Like, how is that show even still going? Talk about housewives, and you're not even a wife. But <laughs> exactly. I don't get it. But hey, man, so to somebody that that makes sense and it's yes. entertainment. But but it, what it really is is poison. So I, I, you know, I try to steer from that, but I also try to encourage people to, you know, find you something that's solid, and and that makes sense. Right, you have to make. Logic and common sense is not common for most people. Got right. there, like you got and, there, and right? It's really horrible that we can say that, but it is. Now, 
for our people who aren't working, um, pre-tax 401k or Roth 401k, what, what are your thoughts on that? I'll tell you pre-tax because it lowers your amount of uh, taxable income. So if I was if I was to do that, I would tell I would employ almost anyone to do stuff pre-tax, right? Also for the reasons that, uh, well, you can say pre-tax, and, and I have two different products that I normally push, right? Pre-tax lower the taxable income. Post-tax, let them take the taxes now, and then you're you're tax-free later because they can only tax you once, right? So you're basically just deciding on if you want to be taxed right now. Or you want to be taxed later? There's two uh, reasons why you would want that, right? Um, neither is wrong. It just depends on how you want to pay your taxes. Plus, if you take the taxes out right now, we already know the tax rate right now. If you think about it, in 20 years, do we think the tax rate is going to go up or going to go down? Right? Most common, it's going to go up. So if you have the option and, the, and it, it makes sense for you to do that, take the taxes out right now. So that way, when, you, when you're ready to pull your money, use your money, you don't have to be taxed on that again. If you take the pre-tax dollars, you lower your taxable income right now. However, when you pull your money, you just have to know that whatever the tax rate is, you're going to be taxed on it. Got you. And, you know, uh, for those who have company matches, um, yeah. I try to tell people who ask me, go up to your company match. If you can afford more, go more. Uh, depending on your budget and what you have. Yeah, so definitely. what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I would say the same thing. Um, if they're going to match you on something, match it, right? That's free money. So whatever their max is on your match, it, go up to that. I mean, if you choose to go over there, that's great. But I would at least go whatever they're going to match. So if they're matching 6%, put in 6%. If they're matching 7%, put in 7 And then watch how it grows or watch how it doesn't. And then you'll know, you know, the better of what you should do or what you shouldn't do. But if they're going to put it in, it's free money to you. Especially if you're going to be there long term. If that's a position where you feel like you're going to be there long term, man, get all the money you can. Most definitely. Now, for our, now the CARES Act, Ryan, allow people to pull out money from their 401ks. Yes. Um, what is the impact of that? Because i got a lot of people who reach out to me saying they took money out of their 401ks. So they wanted to hear from you about that. So what's the okay. impact of that tax-wise now and down the road? And they have to refund their 401k that they just got the money out of already. If you got a loan on your 401k, you took out a loan against your 401k, normally there's not a tax penalty because you're paying back your own money. If you're just taking out money, then yes. When you take out money from your 401k, you want to pull 40, 50,000, 10,000, whatever it is, you need to make sure that you're checking that box where you take an extra 10%. So take the initial 10% and take the extra 10% because that money is going to be added to your income on your taxes for whatever year that is. That's going to be actual income that's added to your income. So you want to take out the max amount of uh, tax that you can to lower your taxable interest or, excuse me, your taxable income amount, right, so that you're not getting killed. You know, I had clients that took out, they made $100,000 and they took out $50,000, and, and initially they're at a $100,000 tax rate. When you take out that $50,000, now you're at a $150,000 tax rate. So you might have went uh, uh, at a 26% tax rate initially, but you still got that money and now you're at 28%. 2% don't sound like a lot, but $3,000, $4,000 later, <laughs> you'd be like, okay, I should have took out taxes. And most people don't do it because they feel like they're going to lose their money, but you don't understand you're going to pay taxes on that anyway. Most definitely. 
most definitely. Now, um, for you, which which with your paychecks? No, I'm a. I'll right. be honest. With, I'm a guy who takes out zero exemptions. That's I'm, good. I'm, I don't do any. I let them take what you want to take out of it. Yeah, and do what you do. But some people want to do two or do one or have zero. Just half or nine. Year. Or two. So, <laughs> so talk to people about setting up their, their W-4s with their employees so they can maximize what they get back in the year or not owe the government at the end of the year. All right. So uh, boss man, I just expressed a very good point. If you use zero, then you're taking out the most taxes that you can take out. And at the end of the year, you shouldn't owe. Right. And depending on how, however your uh, paycheck is structured, I mean, if you're making fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars, you definitely shouldn't owe at the end of the year. If you're making two hundred, two fifty, then you want to make sure that you can break even. But you do that by taking out the maximum amount of taxes that you can, right? So this is kind of by tax bracket. You can Google tax brackets uh, on Google, actually. You right? You go to H and R Block; they got different tax brackets. They'll show you what those brackets or percentages are, so you can kind of gauge for yourself. The other thing is. You know, we all know people who want as much money as they can get during their paycheck and they don't want to think about the taxes until it's tax time. So if that's you and you're putting five, seven, nine, eleven, or you file an exempt, then understand that the reality of you getting money back at the end of the year is zero to none. Right? Now I'm you might be doing some fugazi, <laughs> but but the reality is you should be paying some kind of money back to these people, right? The amount, that depends on your tax professional or CPA or whatever, but um, you definitely, because you didn't take out any taxes, right? So what makes you think that because you didn't take out any taxes that they're going to give you some money, some, like they owe you this? And this is the thing that throws me off about people. Most Maybe they don't understand this, so I'll say this. The only reason you're getting tax money back is because you paid taxes in. Yes, you paid too much in. Right? That's the only reason they're giving you something. It's not because you are owed this by the government. It's not it. If that was the case, man, they owe me a million, you know. But you you get you get money because of the money that you paid in the taxes. And basically, it's a it's a loan that you're you overfunding your loan all year long. And if you overfund it right, then you get money back. If you don't fund it at all, you have to pay those people what you owe. Give Caesar what Caesar's basically. Yes, you got that right. And last one on the money tip, we go to the entrepreneurial tip is this. Yes, for, for people out here who want to get involved in stocks, do you recommend Robinhood, Acorn, and Webull? Do you recommend them get what a broker like TTD Ameritrade to try to do that? Or go try to get a mutual fund, some, some, uh, maybe some moderate ones that don't go too aggressively. So what are your thoughts on people who want to invest money or do a Roth IRA, or do a Roth IRA even? Uh, so what are your thoughts on, on those investment options for people who want to get in that retirement thing and help them be wealthy down the road and build that wealth? So I actually have Robin Hood and Acorn and a few other ones, right? Uh, E-Trade. Um, <clears throat> all of those are good if you like to play around, if you want to see for yourself kind of what's out there. I would tell you to get a start with doing it like that. Depending on the amount of money that you have to invest, um, it may be lucrative for you to go to a TD Ameritrade or one of the uh, big stock brokers that are out there who can kind of assist you. I mean, they get paid off of your money. So it, it behooves them to put you in a good product, right? However, if you just want to get started, yeah, definitely try Robinhood or Acorn or something like that where you can kind of control uh, what's, what's good and invested, you know, and, but, but it, that requires you to pay attention. 
when you go to one of the big boys, you kind of just say, hey, this is my amount. And you let them know, like, I want to invest moderately or, you know, high risk. You know, high risk means high reward, though. But uh, or you want to do, you know, a, a low a low skill, like you just want to be safe. Put it someplace where I, I can make two, three percent, you know what I mean, and, and be comfortable. But it's over time. Stocks are not a, a, a home run hitter, right? Stocks are something that, that grows with time. So as long as you understand that you can put some money in stocks, you know, every blue moon, you might hit a home run though. Maybe there is, a, a, a you know, some penny stocks that are out there that are going to boom in the next couple of months. Well, you know, that's few and far between. But what you want to do is get like with a Nike or with a Jordan or a Starbucks or, you know, something that's, that's consistently growing, Google, Facebook. So, so, you know, get it, try to get in low, and sell high basically is the concept for stocks. Buy low, sell high. Yes, and also diversify your own portfolio as well, Ryan. Because you Definitely. know, I, I have single stocks. I have gross stock mutual funds, Roth IRA, my four hundred one k, and yeah. I have bonds. So you want to yeah. diversify your. You don't want to have your, all all your money in one basket per se. Never talk do that. that little, talk about that a little <laughs> bit as well. Never put all your money, all your eggs, right? As my grandma would say, don't put your eggs in in one basket, son. So, and the reason for that is because if something happens with all your eggs over here, you're, then you're done, right? It wipes you out. So diversifying is fine. Uh, for myself, I, we have, you know, real estate. Um, we have stocks. We have life insurance. We got a bond, right? So these things are all great. Um, mutual fund as well. I'm trying to think of everything else I have. <laughs> uh, but you want to make sure that, that your money is out there. And what I tell anybody is also find something that you you like, right? Find a stock or find a venture or something that you like and then invest into that. Don't just invest in something that, that you don't like because it won't make sense for you, right? If something happens to it, you'll pull it too fast or if something goes good, you'll yank all the money out instead of keeping it in there and letting it rise. So find out what it is or what company interests you if you're going to do the stock portion of it and do that. Or if you want to go mutual funds or you want to go to a CD or something like that, find out what bank's going to give you the most interest rate, right? Just it's, it's a little due diligence on your part, but it's going to go a long way. Now, always remember, folks, compound interest is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. He's speaking facts. CI is your friend. I like me some CI. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, let's go with the entrepreneurship. Uh, starting your own business. Now, Ryan, yes, this sir. is what I tell people all the time. You uh, cannot let those around you bring you down. You have to stick to your guns. If you yes. have an idea, you want to make it happen, hey, if either they with you or you or you not. Because I can go for myself. 2010, when I started <laughs> the Boss Man Show, 2010, I had people who told me I couldn't do this. Look where I'm at today. Right. Because my right. monster told me, screw you. I'm gonna be a radio host and be successful, and God willing, I'm done done it, and I'm doing it now. So right. when you have Salute an idea, sticking with it. When you have an idea, you yeah. cannot let those around you, be family, friends, coworkers, whoever, take mm -hmm. you off your path and bring you down. Yeah, I, I would say to that, uh, and I say this all the time because I have real life friends. One of my best friends told me when I first got into the tax business and I stopped working in the oil field that I was crazy. He's my best friend now, right? Told me I was crazy and I need to go back and get that check. And I told him what I wanted was power. What I wanted was my own freedom. And I'm not going to ever get that working for somebody else. And now, he, this is my best friend. And while he was talking all that trash, he was also one of my first clients. So he, he literally saw me 
transition from one year to two year to three year. Now I got thousand clients. Now I got multiple offices. He's like, I, I might have been my fourth year, and he came to me and told me, he's like, man, you know what? I didn't think you could do it, but uh, man, I'm proud of you. You know, and and the reality sunk in for me because what you have to realize is that most people, um, and I heard this from a preacher, most people want to be told what to do, right? It it takes a real person to have some nuts to become an entrepreneur because it's not easy. Got there, right? Right. It's not easy. There are going to be some great days, but there are going to be some days that are going to be very challenging. They're going to be very interesting. <laughs> and you're going to you're going to want to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, man, is this what I want to do? Because being an entrepreneur, everything is on you. Right. Yes. You can't blame anybody else for your lack of success uh, or, or the struggles or whatever the case may be. But you need to learn from those things that uh, may stumble you up at the same time. So for entrepreneurs that are out there are, you know, people that are, that want to become an entrepreneur, if you're out there right now, you know, I always tell people just jump, right? Just jump because a lot of times people become entrepreneurs based off of their situations, right? Think about the pandemic, how many entrepreneurs were birthed because they lost their job and people realize like, you know what? I don't, I don't control this anymore, you know? People that work at great Fortune 500 companies that got laid off. People that had pensions and all these great things that were left behind because they didn't fulfill a year time span or whatever the case may be. But they thought they were going to have this money set aside for them when they turned 55 or 60, but they got laid off at year 15 because of COVID, right? Now you ain't got none of that stuff that you thought you were going to have. You know what I mean? You, you've lost all those things. Now what are you going to do? So I challenge people to understand that um, you can have a great job and that job can pay you great, but get a side hustle at least, you know, establish something else on the side so that if something, the worst case scenario ever happened, uh, you have something else to fall back on. A hobby or a little passion or a thing like that. But like I said, for those individuals like myself and yourself who are, you know, the entrepreneurs that do this on a daily basis, man, understand to uh, be 10 toes down with it and uh, the, the race isn't given to the, to the swift nor to the strong, but to to the one that endures. So you're going to persevere through this. Nipsey Hussle said, the marathon continues. Understand that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Right? Exactly. And, you know, you can't let those outside forces affect yeah. your, 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 your mental or your, you better not. your naysayers, your doubters, because like, like your best friend of people I know came to me and said, yeah. wow, you really did this. You really said you're going to do this. I, I didn't think you yeah. could do it. But you have to believe in yourself. Self love is the best love. Believe in self first. Know yeah. you can do this. Have confidence in you and, and, and pray to God and have your mindset so you can do those tough days. Like for me, right now, my advertising money is not what it used to be, but I'm still doing my job, right? I'm here right. hustling still, right? I'm not letting yes, it bring sir. me down. I, I, I ain't in my studio in months, but I'm here in my basement talking to you right now on, on the show. Right, you gotta make I'm it happen, adapted right? Adapted and adjusted to make make my, make my business flow keep running. So talk about that, how you, that 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 mindset thing. Like getting things done, all goes hand in hand. I, I'm gonna give three words, and I learned this the hard way. You have to learn how to adapt. You have to learn how to conquer, right? All right, and overcome, right? So you're gonna adapt, overcome, and then conquer um, in that order, right? Uh, adapt to whatever the situation is, overcome that situation, and then conquer that situation. Whatever that is, in business and personal. And as, as an entrepreneur, those are things that you're going to have to learn to adapt 
to whatever the struggle is that's coming up. You're going to have to learn to overcome that particular struggle. Then you have to learn to conquer that thing, stand on that thing and say, you know what? I will not be defeated. Um, I, I will be successful. I will be great. My business will flourish and, and mean it, right, on a daily basis. You know, for those that believe, pray. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Pray and, and just ask for guidance, you know what I mean, that you make good decisions and good choices. But and, uh, definitely do those things, man. Adapt, overcome, and conquer. And yes, and use your talent. Find out what your talent is. You know, make your talent profitable, you know, because you might have a talent for singing, cooking, whatever, baking, whatever. Um, make your talent profitable. It, you know, yeah. try it because you never know. Any I, Who would thought Uber would have been popular as it is, right? Not me. And, and, I, and I'm mad I didn't invest in it when I when I could have. I could have invested in Uber when it was like a little bit of nothing out there in Vegas. I was just like, yeah, right. Who's going to do that? Who's going to just jump in somebody's car that they don't know? Well, look at him now. <laughs> we on Zoom. Who would talk about right. Zoom? We right. on Zoom. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, so when you have an idea, run with that because you never know. It might be the one that changes the whole world for the better. Facts. Big facts. You tell them no lies were told today. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure you keep me honest, brother. Keep me honest. If I'm lying to the people, let me know. <laughs> now, you, listen, my man Bosman is definitely telling the truth. Um, you know, definitely follow your follow your passion, follow your love, um, because if you love what you do, it's never work. You know, and whatever that is, you know, don't be afraid to jump out on faith and follow that passion, because um, whatever that is that you're good at. Somebody might be willing to pay you for it, you know, folding clothes. Uh, you know, I mean, somebody had to do it. There's dry cleaners out there. Somebody had to do it. You know, there's yes. people that come and clean houses. Somebody had to do it. There's, there's young guys and women that power wash. Somebody got to do it. You know what I mean? These are things that happen. When I grew up, I used to cut grass on the, on the weekends to make extra money. Somebody got to do it, you know, so don't ever think that your idea is too small or, or uh, you know, not good enough to qualify you to make some money, man, because there's nothing too small or too big. Whatever you think about can be done and achieved. Now, Ryan, tell us about listeners how they can get your book, where they can follow you at, where they can uh, support you, and also become <laughs> one of your clients, too. Help you help this man For make sure. some money. Make him be the better brother he is today, <laughs> man. Keep him going, my people. <laughs> All right, check it out, everybody, man. You can go to ryanknowsbest.org. My social media handles are there. You can also purchase both my books. Um, be on the lookout for anything Ryan Acres. It will be there, ryanacres.org. Check me out. You can uh, book a consultation if you like. You can do one-on-one -on -one coaching if you like. Like I said, you can purchase the books. You can you can tap into a lot of the different things that I got going on. Um, and hey, man, I appreciate Boss Man for having me out here. I hope that I was beneficial and I inspired someone today. Oh, I, you brother, you will, and I hope because this we, we pushed out globally. Because though no, we're here in my sure. basement, but guess where it goes to? Atlanta. <laughs> it goes to the world, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know who would have thought we in boss man basement in suburban Atlanta, and it goes to the whole world. Look at that. Let's look at God. <laughs> That's powerful, right there. <laughs> That's powerful. Yes, indeed, Mary Ryan. Thank you for your time, brother. This was fun. We had to do this again real soon, my my guy. Let's do it, man. I appreciate you, brother. Anytime it's Ryan Akers on the Boss Boss Show, people check my man out. Ryan knows best. Get yes, his sir. book, get things done. All righty. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.